Welcome to the Intentional Clinician Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Krauss, Licensed Professional Counselor. The Intentional Clinician Podcast is still pretty new, so I'm going to announce what it's about once again. It's about demystifying the topics of counseling and psychology and bringing concepts from both of them into everyday life. I will be talking about mental health as fundamental to part of living a full and vibrant life. I will touch on philosophy, sociology, and many other topics from a down-to-earth perspective. In today's episode, I talk about, does counseling work? So stay tuned for that. I probably mentioned this before, but I am new to the Grand Rapids, Michigan area as of May 2017, and I am accepting new clients. I don't have many clients here yet, and so if you'd like to become a client or you know someone in Grand Rapids that could benefit from my service, you can check out healthforlifegr.com or paulkrauscounseling.com and call me directly at 616-365-5530 or call my office at 616-200-4433. Both of those are business phones. For the last eight years, I was based in Phoenix, Arizona, and I had a variety of roles there, including my own private practice in Tempe, Arizona, where Arizona State University is. And I also worked for a large behavioral health organization on the west side of Phoenix, where I worked with um, marginalized populations such as kids in foster care for a while as well. In Tempe, Arizona, I worked with young adults and adults and the parents of young adults. And I have a particularly uh, strong specialization in working with people who have undergone traumatic events. Um, I am trained on level two in EMDR and I have about 40 extra hours in EMDR training. And for those of you who don't know EMDR, it's a fantastic therapy. The World Health Organization endorses it and the entire VA system now endorses it. And it's been empirically proven to work time and time again. I've actually been using EMDR to help people who don't find talk therapy particularly effective. I work with them on anxiety, depression, self-esteem, social anxiety, um, relationship difficulties, and I've even worked with some people who would be called high achievers or high achieving families or leaders on how to refine um, the way they think and behave and go about things for the better. So I have a lot of different specialties because I've been working in the field for over 10 years. And I just wanted to tell you a little bit about, little bit about myself. And now I'm in Michigan uh, for family reasons, and I'm excited to be here. And I'm still getting to know people in the Grand Rapids community, but I do have a private practice. And so I wanted to tell you that before I jumped in. So if you have any questions, uh, you've probably found this, and you can email me from my websites. For this week's topic, I just wanted to make an announcement. When I use the word counseling, I'm also talking about psychotherapy. So counseling, aka psychotherapy, also known as. These are interchangeable terms. There's a lot of history on that. Perhaps someday I'll do a podcast on that topic, but it's something you can Google if you're interested in it. First week's topic is a question I get a lot when I'm on the street. Does counseling work? Well, the simple answer is yes. There are decades of research, books, studies, all sorts of articles proving this to be so. In fact, one book I read recently, the researcher summarized a meta-analysis of over 10,000 studies demonstrating that counseling was quite effective. It not only beat placebo, but it beat most other forms of treatment related to mental health, including self-help and in some cases, medications. 
I'm going to say to you, recite to you three facts, and I'm going to do some commentary. And then I'm going to bring it back home to how this can apply to you. So here are three facts. In the great psychotherapy debate, Bruce Wampold, PhD, studies demonstrated, he found, that if there are two groups of people with similar problems, those who receive counseling will be better off than 79% of those who did not receive counseling. That is an effect size of 0.8, which if you have any friends who love science and research, they will tell you this is a huge effect size. Basically, two groups of people, similar issues, similar things going on in their lives, and people that receive counseling are better off than 79% of those who do not receive counseling. So that is a big deal. Certainly there's people that all the time that get by without counseling and do great things in this world and recover from traumatic experiences and all sorts of things. But if you are looking for yourself, just consider that statistic that basically uh, people that get counseling are better off than 79 percent of those who do not receive it. Here's another fact from an article by Brownowell, Kelly, and Kelly on the Monitor on Psychology, and these will all be in the show notes, all my references. With an effective therapist, science shows that psychotherapy even works better in the long term and is more enduring than medication. In fact, not only is it more cost-effective, but psychotherapy leads to fewer relapses of anxiety and mild to moderate depression than medication alone. So much so that the Norwegian health authorities have issued new guidelines concerning treatment of mild to moderate depression and anxiety, stating that psychological interventions, meaning counseling and psychotherapy, and not medications should be applied first. That should be the first line of treatment is counseling and psychotherapy before medications. Obviously with severe issues, they didn't say that. This is for mild to moderate depression and anxiety. So, here is another fact um, that is from Lambert Ogles, 2004, and Wampold, 2001, and 2007, is that not only is psychotherapy widely practiced, it is very effective. Those who receive psychotherapy achieve much better outcomes than they would have if had they had not received psychotherapy. That's been proven multiple times. Now, you're wondering, you know, what does this have to do with me? You're trying to prove counseling works. I just want to answer some simple questions about it. So while some people come to counseling because they have a few goals they're trying to achieve in their life or career, and they want to become better at whatever they do, uh, most of us are coming because of painful feelings and painful circumstances. Now, if you were a person who just says, my life's going pretty well, I, I want to become a better whatever I am. I want to learn to love myself more. I want to feel better. I want to feel joy, and I want to excel in my life. Come to counseling. But a lot of people are not coming from that paradigm. We're coming in because we're in pain. We've had a large, unexpected transition in our lives. We've had a loss. We are feeling sad a lot of the time. We're anxious about the future. We can't forget or, quote-unquote, get past something terrible that happened to us. We struggle with self-esteem and self-worth. We're afraid to be honest. We face difficulties with isolation, or we have trouble in relationships with our marriage, our uh, partner, our relationships with friends, coworkers. We want to do something that is meaningful to us, and yet we're not sure if we can find a job that relates to that. Uh, we have trouble finding a work-life balance. We're stressed out. 
we're overstimulated. We don't know who to believe. Uh, we're reading, you know, the internet too much. Uh, we want to feel relevant, like we're making an impact. We're struggling with health issues, body image issues. We have troubles paying attention. We have addictions to things we don't want to talk about. We're angry, anxious. We don't have any coping skills. We don't know how to get through. We've gone through a divorce or a separation. We've broken up with a long-term significant other. We're facing difficulties with eating. We don't know why we're on the outburst of having outbursts of emotions, irritability. Our family is in conflict. We have grief, deep grief, internet addiction. Um, we're having specific questions related to uh, being a man or being a woman or, or, or gender uh, differences. We're facing uh, symptoms of obsessive compulsive disorder. We're having difficulty parenting our young children, parenting our young adults, parenting our adult children. Uh, we're suffering from sleepless nights and insomnia. We're having questions about spirituality and integration in our lives. Uh, we're on our phone too much, internet too much, TV too much, video games. Whatever you are going through, counseling and psychotherapy can help you find a way. It can help you feel better. It can help you start to deal with some of these issues. It can help you start to change. Here are three, a couple more facts. Psychotherapy is as effective or more effective than psychotropic medications for various mental disorders, including de many depression and anxiety disorders, and results in a lower relapse rate than medications. This is from a large number of people <laughs> who are on this study. There was Holland, Stewart, and Strzok, 2006, Emel Malter, McKay, and Wampel, 2008. That will be in the show notes as well. Now, here's the thing. I do not intend to bash uh, psychotropic medications, but I am kind of talking to the people out there who do not want to take psychotropic medications. And I know this is not popular. There are so many side effects and negatives to taking medications. But um, I'm not going to take a stance on whether you should take medications or not. That's a choice you should make based on meeting with a trained psychiatrist um, and your doctor, not just one or the other. Psychi psychiatric medications, psychotropic medications can be very effective and helpful, and there is a reason and a season to take them, especially if you're going through something super severe and not just mild or moderate depression or anxiety. Uh, I heard a metaphor once. If someone had a painful infection, a uh, painful bacterial infection, the psychotropic medications could be seen as the painkiller helping the person with the pain, and the counseling could be seen as the antibiotic working to get rid of the painful bacterial infection, which is another way of saying that medications and counselings work together. However, counselling is working to get to the root issues while the medication is addressing the symptoms or what's on the surface. And in counselling, that should be the aim of what your counsellor is doing with you, is attempting to figure out uh, not only how to help you feel better in the short term, and in your day-to-day, -day, but what is the root cause of all of this suffering that you're going through? And if you can find that, oftentimes people can make a shift to be able to um, live in the way that they want to live without as many symptoms or much reduced or almost no symptoms in the present. Um, there are also other forms of medicine such as functional medicine and naturopathic medicine uh, whose aim is to get to the roots of what is causing disease. Uh, there are many practitioners out there uh, in various paradigms that I mentioned that also specialize in mental health. So make sure you do your research, make sure they've got a lot of experience and references. 
uh, before um, going with one of those practitioners. And as I said before, if you're considering medications, uh, make sure that you, in my opinion, have tried counseling unless you're in a severe place. But that's, of course, not a recommendation. Um, as I said, medications can help you, but they are not the answer. Counseling can help you, but it is not always the answer. However, counseling is monumental in helping people figure out, do I need just counseling? What do I need in my life? Is this, do I need more support? Um, are medications for me? And there's many other forms of self-help and group therapy and things we can talk about in future podcasts. Uh, one more thing about counseling is this is from Minami and Wampole 2008. In addition, outcomes in real-world clinical practice are comparable to those found in psychotherapy clinical trials. That is huge. That means what they're finding is that people's results in real-world working with the regular counselor in your area, those results are comparable to the psychotherapy results found in clinical trials that I've been discussing earlier, all of those studies. That is not always the case um, with different forms of treatment, such as medications. For instance, in the trials, they might work really well and beat placebo by a certain amount. But, you know, is that what you're seeing in your, in your daily life? I'm not sure. Um, and there's plenty of other forms of therapy where they might be a placebo, which is a sugar pill or something, but in real-world application, they're not getting the same results. So that is something that is important to note. Uh, another point is that not every counselor is the best counselor. We need to make sure we're finding the right counselor for you and one that is very ethical and self-aware and non-judgmental, which we'll talk about further. But a good counselor is going to help you get to the right counselor or treatment or facility or doctor if they feel that some of what you are dealing with is out of their scope of practice or above their experience level. So that's something I really want to emphasize in my practice that I am not just going to take somebody if I think that they're in danger and they need um, more help. I will certainly consult with that person and uh, before taking them on as a patient to make sure that um, they are not in need of hospitalization or group therapy or something else first before I'm going to take them into my practice because that is the ethical thing to do. And I want to make sure um, that um, I'm the right place and the right counselor for you to get your treatment. Um, and then certainly I would help them if they needed that help. So I will talk a little bit about some of my specialties, at least right now, these are some of my specialties in counseling. And I'm still, I'm always evolving and trying to figure out um, where my strengths are and where my weaknesses are. So some of the things that I've helped people I've worked in various contexts. You can read about my on my website from all different populations. But some of the things that uh, people have come to me for that I, I found that I really enjoyed were finding your purpose. That could be in career, life, family, what have you. Um, career counseling, uh, helping people find meaningful work. Um, helping people learn to feel gratitude, cultivating joy, hope, and happiness in their life, not feeling so burdened. Uh, finding a balance in your life between school and uh, personal life, work and personal life, family, 
children, uh, feeling like you can do your best as an entrepreneur, learning how to cultivate and find intimate and deep, long-lasting relationships. So learning how to develop friendships or, or even romantic relationships. Working on uh, cultivating and increasing creativity. Um, learning how to reduce stress in your life. I think that stress is a huge problem in our society. And when we have stress, that is when you will see your most, I don't know, <laughs> your, it's your worst day. It's when that part of your personality comes out that you don't, would rather not acknowledge. And that's when our depression and anxiety increases. I'm, I, uh, another specialty I love to uh, work with people on is making a more intentional life where you don't feel like you're always in chaos, where you feel grounded and that you have certain practices that help you um, shift and pivot when necessary and also to what to do when a storm comes. Uh, another specialty I've developed is working with parents of people um, you know, as young adults and teens, working with the parents of the teens and young adults, um, perhaps that, you know, they're having difficulty, um, finding what they want to do, um, having difficulties in school, difficulties in job, perhaps they're even using, um, drugs and alcohol excessively. I work with a lot of parents and I've got a specialty in that. I like working with a lot of young adults and people in the post-college and graduate school blues time, this this excitement of going to college and graduate school, and then you graduate, and then what do I do now? I also love working with college students and graduate school students that are trying to figure out what to do with their life, which again is finding my purpose that I talked about earlier. Um, I seem to like working with people that are suffering from social anxiety. Um, I like working with people on deep meaning and deep healing. So not the quick fix, even though I'm, I like to do solution focused, I will try to work with you on, um, what I think is a long-term practical, uh, way to help myself feel better. And then I've also done some stuff with consulting with other counselors to help them meet their goals and what I call healing the healer. Just briefly, some techniques I used and am trained in are community reinforcement approach EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization reprocessing therapy, also known as reprocessing therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, solution focused therapy, mindfulness based cognitive therapy, narrative, existential humanistic therapy, education, neurobiology, depth psychology, family systems, etc. But honestly, uh, all those techniques, I mean, the average person listening, you just want to feel better. So the point is, I am well trained. At this point in my career, I've got over 10 years of experience. And I continue to seek training uh, through going to other conferences, uh, listening to speakers who are experts in the field. I read books, I listen to podcasts, and I like to meet with other counselors who know more than I do. Uh, and I'm always trying to read up on science and find out where science intersects with counseling and uh, feeling better. So that is something I do. And the techniques, you know, that's cool. But what's important is that I want to work with you, and I'm not going to put you through a custom mate. Um, a one-size-fits-all plan. I'm going to try to help you find a custom plan for you. So I just talked about some of my specialties, some things I think that counseling can do for people. This is a list I kind of compiled, and then I'll get to some application here in the next few minutes. Um, I believe that counseling can help you find greater sense of enjoyment, satisfaction, and meaning in your life. 
It can help you develop more fulfilling relationships in love, work, and family. It can help you foster strategies to help you handle anxiety and stress that comes your way. Uh, it can help you work through issues that are causing depression and sadness. It can help you increase feelings of self-worth and self-esteem. Um, we can become aware of what triggers our negative thought patterns and help you attain freedom from these triggers so you don't just feel like we're being hijacked all the time. We can learn new ways of communicating with other people so that we can feel heard and understood and are communicating our needs and our boundaries. We can begin to feel heal excuse me, from past traumatic events and start feeling like we're getting past our past. We can learn to set healthy boundaries. That's a big one. I think that's very important. Uh, we can work to improve trust and intimacy with friendships and even in romantic relationships. Discovering how to love yourself. Uh, that's a difficult one. I think in the United States, there is uh, a lot of people that walk around feeling like failures all the time and they're self-loathing. And I think that's partly our culture is all about achievement. And if we don't feel like we're doing something at all the time and doing something great, then we're obviously no good. So I don't think that's a good way to go living your life. I want to help you learn to love yourself. And out of that, um, things emerge, your strengths emerge, your voice emerges. Acquire a sense of well-being about your future, um, how to cut down on that anxiety and worry. We've uh, Overcoming self-destructive habits and addictions, this is big. I, I don't think there's a quick and easy fix to overcoming self-destructive habits and addictions. I think the roots are deep in how we feel about ourselves and what and some of the experiences we've gone through, plus the biological implications. Explore the challenges of life transitions. Life transitions are very difficult and can feel like your whole world is spinning out of control, so I'd like to help you through those. Uh, learning how to repair old friendships or develop new ones. I think friends are so important. I read a study recently um, that said the average American only has one or two people at this point in this decade that they feel that they can be completely open and honest with. And then I read a study that said that number used to be three or four in the 1980s. And another study, I can't, I need to find that study and put it on here. And in the 60s and 70s, it was four or five people. So um, there's something about the way we're living that's diminishing our relationships where we're able to be ourselves, which is so important to healing and just joy and love in general. Um, working towards a fulfilling career and work-life balance. I think this is a huge thing in the United States right now, especially since 2008 um, when there was a financial crisis. It seems that people are working more than ever and working so many hours and having um, difficulties managing that. So if you identify with wanting to achieve any of the following things, counseling may be for you. Uh, one last study, and then I'm going to talk about some practical application. The American Psychological Association's resolution... Resolution on Psychotherapy Effectiveness contains more than 50 peer-reviewed studies in psychotherapy and its effectiveness in treating a spectrum of health issues and a variety of populations, including children, members of minority groups, and the elderly. Here are some key findings on that resolution. Research demonstrates that psychotherapy is effective for a variety of mental and behavioral health issues and across a spectrum of population groups. The average effects of psychotherapy are larger than the effects produced by many medical treatments. Fact number two, large multi-site and meta-analytic studies have demonstrated that psychotherapy reduces disability 
reduces morbidity and mortality, improves work functioning, and decreases psychiatric hospitalizations. I'm reading that as it actually helps people live longer, probably because it's helping them manage stress and other factors. Psychotherapy teaches patients life skills that last beyond the course of treatment. The results of psychotherapy tend to last longer than psychopharmological treatments and rarely produce harmful side effects, which means that uh, rarely is psychotherapy causing side effects. Um, I'm sure it can bring up stuff that might be uncomfortable, but rarely is it um, having the type of side effects that medications are having, and it tends to be longer lasting than psychiatric um, treatments of with using medications. Last part. While medication is appropriate in some instances, research shows that a combination of medication and psychotherapy is often the most effective in treating depression and anxiety. It should also be noted that the effects produced by psychotherapy, including those for different age groups and across a spectrum of mental and physical health disorders, are often comparable to or better than the effects produced by drug treatments for the same disorders. This is from a giant resolution and an article from Research Shows Psychotherapy is effective but underutilized by the American Psychological Association, August 9th, 2012. Now, if you're considering counseling, um, it's important for you to know the last part of what I'm about to say. And if you've been to counseling and you had a bad experience or you've heard of somebody who had a bad experience, this is also important for you. We're probably going to do a podcast here on the signs of a good counselor and what good counseling looked like in a future podcast, but I wanted to touch on this for a few minutes. Uh, we actually know uh, what works in therapy and what makes a good counselor. There has been so much research on this. Uh, the research I'm going to quote today, I'm not going to really quote, I'm going to summarize it, is by Scott Miller, Barry Duncan, Bruce Wampold, and Mark Hubble, and others. They wrote and curated a book entitled The Heart and Soul of Change, Delivering What Works in Psychotherapy. The reason this book is so good is that it is research-based. This is not just someone's opinion. Somebody didn't just go, I think this works, and write a book and put it on Amazon. Um, they researched this for years and took other people's research as well and summarized it. They determined what the common factors of therapy are, what works, and how it works, and they confirmed this by thousands of studies. So here's just a little summary that I wrote about it. A good counselor should create a space where you feel accepted, non-judged, and, have, and feel that that counselor has unconditional positive regard for you no matter what you tell them. They do not judge you. You feel accepted. If you're going to feel better, change, whatever, you've got to have a counselor that is accepting you for who you are and is not judging you. That's so important. Number two, a good counselor education and informs you appropriately in everything that they do, from their analysis at the beginning of the intake, to safety, to goals, to the very techniques they are using to help you in the process. They do not act like they always know best. They are open to suggestion and collaborate with you. In fact, they should never act like they know best. You know best what is right for you. The counselor is there as a guide to help you to make suggestions, to collaborate, to teach you what they know, and to use techniques to help you move, and heal. Number three, a good counselor works with you to create treatment goals that are your goals. This is very important. And also they should be talking about how are we doing on our goals and measuring those. Number four, a good counselor should never tell you what to do. 
they should always ask permission before offering suggestions. And if they do, you know, violate one of these, they should apologize and resolve it. Um, counselors are highly trained, should be highly trained, and use skills and techniques that are meant to help you on your journey and the therapy process. They will admit mistakes. They care about how you feel about the therapy process, and they will adjust their way of working with you based on what is actually working for you. Meaning, that's a kind of a mouthful. But essentially, if I'm working with somebody and I'm using what techniques I think would be applicable to the situation, I need to ask them and make sure, do you feel this is working for you? What would you prefer instead if this isn't working? And here's some other ways I do counseling. Maybe this might work for you. So basically, they need to be open and not rigid. Um, and that is... Those, that's based on research. I can get into that in a future podcast where the research actually proves basically all I'm saying right there. I believe that all people can change and reach their goals. People want to be accepted, loved, and have meaning in their lives. They are doing the best that they can with what they have. Everyone goes through difficult trials, seasons, and difficulties in many aspects of their life, from psychological to relationships to family to work, with health, etc., etc., whether or not you decide to work with me or see a counselor at all, uh, the purpose of me discussing this is that counseling can be an extremely good form of treatment. Not only can counseling help you feel better, but it can help you revolutionize your life. It can send you on a trajectory towards optimal health and achieving your dreams and goals. It can help you find meaning and find your place in your community, in your family, and wherever you want. The possibilities are endless. Once you get to a place where you are no longer suffering, life is not only bearable, but it can be wondrous and fulfilling once again. There is no way to guarantee results in counseling or any other treatment for that matter. However, I believe in the human potential for change, and I have seen many people move from a place of utter despair, anxiety, self-loathing, addiction, confusion, drudgery, first to a place where they can become more healthy, and later to a place where they are not only healthy, but they are happy, and thriving, not just surviving, and able to cope with the valleys in life. My goal is to help you get out of counseling. I don't want to keep you here forever. I want you to achieve your goals. I want to work together and help you get unstuck and send you on your way to a happier and healthier, meaningful life. So, in conclusion... I will be touching, as I said, on many different subjects related to psychology, counseling, how we live, relationships, how to access deep healing in your life, and much more in the coming months. If you have a subject request, please send me an email, which can be found at my websites, paulkrauscounseling.com or healthforlifegr.com. I did a lot of the research for this show because I'm actually a counseling supervisor. I'm approved counseling supervisor in the state of Michigan, and I've been an approved counseling supervisor in the state of Arizona since 2012. I supervised many clinicians, both in my private practice in Arizona and for a few other behavioral health organizations. Um, I'm right now building a counseling supervision group here in Grand Rapids that will meet once a month for four hours to discuss cases and work on getting LLPCs to their LPC. 
The details for that can be found on counselingsupervisorgr.com, or you can find a link there from my regular website. The recording you just listened to consists of the personal opinions of Paul Krauss, and while these are based upon the literature he has read and his experience in the field, they should not be viewed as the definitive opinion on the subject. Listening to this podcast is not a substitute for treatment. If you are in need of counseling, don't hesitate to make an appointment with your local counselor in your area. You can also make an appointment with Paul or one of his associates by emailing or calling Paul. The information for this is on healthforlifegr.com or paulkrauscounseling.com. There are also distance appointments available within the state of Michigan. If you are in a crisis, please call 911 or the National Suicide Prevention Line at 1-800-273-8255. Thanks for listening. Hope everyone's having a good day.